Graham Rowntree has been announced as uh, the new coach of Munster Rugby. It was such a big momentum changer for me. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. We are turning our attention at 8.36 this morning to the weekend's hurling. Tommy Welsh is back with us. Tommy, how are you getting on? Yeah, good morning, Owen. Let's start with uh, what I presume is the big one in your eyes, uh, Galway versus Kilkenny Sunday, 2 o'clock, Henry versus Cody. I presume this relationship was was as warm as uh, Brian Cody relationship can be during the playing days? Uh, absolutely. Um, like Henry was kind of his go-to man, really. You could trust him. Henry was probably a role model to everybody. He was able to get on with the young lads, the older guys, and he had that professionalism. Like he, you know, he wouldn't be out in the town. You wouldn't have to worry about him off the field. Like he would be, his dive would be a hundred percent. His gymming would be hundred percent. So he totally trusted him. You know, he was his main man. And and you know, like I suppose you could compare it to maybe Jimmy McGuinness and Michael Murphy. Looking mm-hmm. at it from the outside, I'd say, no, nothing about that relationship. But it looked like the two two boys up north they, they really were at one with their thoughts on the game and that and it was the same with Brian and Henry and um, I suppose he was his go-to man in the field and the fact that since probably 19 years of age from 1999 when he came in on the panel he um, backed it up with his performances so yeah no he was definitely his lieutenant on the field you know Dion Fanning had a great line once about Roy Keane as a manager and he said um it's, it is said that when Roy Keane is in times of trouble as a manager, he thinks, what would Brian Clough do? The problem with Clough was that that usually involved having a drink, mm-hmm. right? So in, <laughs> in terms of, um, and I, I don't know, does he think like, if I were a manager, will I be like Fergie? But Tommy, will, in times of like um, deep stress and in times of, you know, the, the, which which management will entail, will he, be, will he look into what Cody was or will he draw from Cody in terms of what he's going to be as a manager? Yeah, um, I think you, you always learn from the best, Johnny. So Henry's a very intelligent man. He does very well professionally. He does very well in all aspects of his life. So he will take parts of, I'd say, Brian Cody that he can uh, bring with his personality because you have to stamp your own personality on it. Otherwise, it just won't last long, Johnny. Mm. Um, you know, people will see through you. You can copy someone else all you want, but that'll only work for a couple of months, a year, I'd say, at max. But after that, like, it's your own personality will always shine through at times of need. So I think Henry, like, Henry in his own right has won a lot, you know, in the management. He's won two club All-Irelands, two county finals when Ballyale hadn't been going so well. Mm. So this guy has taught on his feet. He has went through tricky situations, matches where they were down by a couple of points, come back with last-minute goals, matches where they were favourites, a county semi-final against Castlecomer a couple of years ago. looks like in Henry's first year that they were gone. They are after having a bad league campaign, which... In Kilkenny, it's Championship League. It's like, we'll say, the current format in the Intercounty Series. It all affects your, your Championship standings. And they didn't go well. They ended up in the bottom. There's, there's two groups of six, Johnny, in the Kenny Club Championship. They were in the bottom two, which means that if you lose, you're in relegation. So no one, no one has ever, you know, come out of that. Like, it's the top four are seeded in, in, in each group. Sorry, the top two in each group. If you're in the bottom four, you're into a championship first round. So no one, as far as I can remember, no one coming out with the first round ever won the county final. It was always one of the top-seeded teams. And in Henry's first year, that a poor campaign ended up in that first round and went on and won the county final. So this guy has been in sticky situations. He can rely on his own kind of experiences nearly at this stage and add in um, Brian Cody's. Like I'd say, the biggest thing he probably took from it 
would be when Henry finished Hub Hurling, he, he went straight into club management. So he would still have been very friendly with the likes of TJ, Colin, the Mullinses, uh, you know, and all the, 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 the club players. So like Brian Cody once, say from October to January, you could have the crack with Brian, it'd be great fun and, you know, chats and, and that, like, you know, friendship kind of things. But once January came, once you came back from the team holiday, it was professional. So when you went in, like he was there to do his job and you were there, you know, to do your job. And I'd say Henry probably learned that maybe, uh, you know, took a, a little bit of that off Brian so that he knows like when he was over Bally Hill, like he had nephews on the team, um, he had best friends, he did, but he probably had to take a step back, mm. maybe not go down to social occasions. Not that he was big into him anyway, but, you know, a little bit of a standoff because on the big day, he'd have to make big, big decisions, you know, and like them guys, their own Cody's and these guys, like they weren't automatic starters at the time. So, you know, you had that whole side of things as well. So I'd say the one aspect you would have took off Brian would be would be standards and, you know, to realise that you're not a player anymore, that you're their manager and you'll have to make tough decisions. It does feel that Kilkenny are coming into this weekend under the radar, probably just because of the fixture list. There's been higher profile games that have happened and Kilkenny haven't been part of them just yet. Like it's too complicated to read into, say, how, how Leash performed against Dublin versus how they performed against Kilkenny, and Kilkenny will never judge themselves against uh, by how they get on against Leash. But still, the, the score lines that that Leash and the, the scores that they shipped in the space of one week is pretty striking, and and says to me that that Kilkenny are pretty ruthless already earlier on this year, and are kind of looking at, you know, not that anybody wants a number two tag, but are kind of looking at Waterford and seeing them as a level just below Limerick and saying, I think we deserve to be there. Yeah, um, you're right from all of that, uh, Owen. You're, you're 100% right. Where are they? We don't really know yet, but there's great signs. Um, like the last day I was in at the Kenny versus Leash match, you know, Adrian Mullen was back to his, his, his absolute best. He was out around the middle. And I think, you know, I scored six points. Um, if you look at Limerick, we'll say, who are the standard bearers at the moment, like how many scores are they scoring from out the field, on? Like Hegarty always pops up with, a good few points, Keen Lynch, Tom Morrissey, go back the field then. Midfielders, the last, although Dyer Donovan scored a nice bit the last day and that got him out of trouble, it usually comes from their half-back line. Hannon, Julie, ships up one or two, Kyle Hayes, maybe a goal and a couple of points, and especially Dermot Burns. So I think to compete with, with you know, there's so many sharp hook outs and getting it out to that middle third, a lot of talk and a lot of stats around that at the moment. So if it's out there a lot, you have to have scores out there. So I think Kilkenny, like, you know, TJ's back. I know he's full forward um, last last Sunday against against Leash. But, like, he'll probably be out the field a bit more. So I'd say Kilkenny, going back traditionally, if you got the ball in the half-back line or the field, give it into the forwards. Don't shoot. Let the forwards do their job. Trust them. Now we have to think a little bit different. The ball is a bit lighter. The average score in, in a match isn't 14, 15 points anymore. It's nearly 25 to 30 points. So you have to be scoring them out the field now on. So I think, you know, James Maher is back in the field, in midfield the last day. He played very, very well. Connor Brown will be, you know, so, so, uh, son of Angela Downey, star, absolute one of the greatest Camogie players of all time. She, he's back in the half, back in the full fitness. So Kilkenny, they have their strongest team, I think, coming back onto the team now with those guys likes the King Kenny, David Blanchfield, they could be on the team, I don't know. But the last they will say they weren't weren't a great subs to come in if they're if they're not picked. Yeah. So they're picking it. There's a, a strong panel coming there now. Can I can I ask Sion on that? Can I um, yeah. I spoke to Liam Sheedy about this when we went we visited William McCreary um and a racing thing. Liam Sheedy's kind of interview is, is um 
and I know it's been spoken about, but for, for me, Tommy, the, the the weight of the slither is a big issue. And I I was the friend of mine who's big into Gaelic football. I was I brought this up in the WhatsApp group the other day, and he said something has to be done. It's not even enjoyable to watch anymore, despite all the talking about it. For me, there there are far too many points scored in a hurling game now that where it's like this shouldn't be this easy. I mean, when it's a, when it's habitual now that teams are scoring 30, 35 points. For me, there's something not quite right there. Yeah, um, I'd agree, Johnny, with the excitement of a game doesn't ha- you don't have to have 30 points mm. you know um, like there was often games going back through many years even at the moment where the ball might only go from the half back line to the other half back line and it might be score might be 210 to 110 or 290 to, to 1-8 well it could be an absolute enthralling match a battle you know in the trenches so we're probably not seeing battles in the trenches as much the first time I've seen it in many years was probably down the Gaelic grounds Um why? I don't know. I suppose the Limerick crowd had a lot to, uh, a big part to play in that. They were so excited. They were so up for it. Um, but I would agree with you. Like, but what do you do about it? I don't know. Like, how do you manage what slitter is, is brought in? Because there's probably 20, 25 slitters being brought in different bags on, on a day. Very hard to, another talking about microchipping them, but on, uh, practically on game day, how do you test whether the ball is standard or not? It's difficult. Mm-hmm. And this is why Johnny another point on from that is very hard to play that short game you know the passing the ball 30 yards looks very easy mm. but it's so difficult because you take golf right like the ball to me the guy that doesn't play golf a whole lot I hear him talking about the ball in golf as well like every golf ball I wouldn't be able to tell the difference in a golf ball put it that way and say when Rory McIlroy or any of these guys change their clubs it seems to be a big thing and that takes them a while to get back into the swing of things but like you look at a hurler he breaks his hurl. It's made of ash, Mawson. He breaks his hurl. The next hurl he gets will not be the same mm. because every every ash tree is different. Some are heavier, some are lighter. The way you make it, the way you pawn the hoop, um, the way you pawn your grip, like the hurl will never be the same. Add in the hurling ball will never be the same. You could get a ball in a training session that it could go a million miles an hour. It could ping. You could touch it and it could go 60 yards. The next ball you could get, you could have to give it your absolute living best to drive it 50 yards. So... It's, it is more difficult, but I don't think there's any way of really stamping it out, Johnny, because, like, say, in a soccer match, you know, there's only so many footballs there. It's probably easy enough to see it, but in a hurling match, you know, you're using 20, 25 balls. You, you, you're a football man only. Is it not a little bit tainted now watching these great games? Thinking, like, it shouldn't be, like, Limerick should not be scoring 30 points against decent opposition here. No, for me, for me uh, and I'm not sure if Tommy agree with this, for me, it's just the dead balls from range is the only thing mm. that I would have had a cram at. But I, I would have raised this at the start of last year, and I think last year's championship was so good that I kind of was like, well, that was just a league problem. And I, f- I find sometimes, and it goes with both codes, that sometimes the league fair can just be poor and we can get carried away with it and say, you know, the, the sport is broken. For me, it's just the dead balls. I, I still think that, you know, scoring from range, from open play is 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 amazing. And I think that that comes with a really interesting tactical response from teams. Do you push out, push up on teams to ensure that somebody isn't scoring from 70 to, to 90 yards? And, and I think that that's an intriguing one. It's just the dead balls from from 100 yards maybe, which which um, which kind of don't sit overly well with me. But I don't know. Go ahead, Tommy, actually, on that one. Yeah, I think um, just, Johnny, you know, we all agree. I agree with you. And I say every hurling guy does agree with you. Um, it's just, the game changes and sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. You'd hope it comes back around. But I'd say the reason, which I've often thought about, the, why is the game not as probably as exciting if there's more scores, right? You know when you got the ball, Johnny, years ago, full back? Say, Brian Lohan's era. Um, mm. The Rock from Cork. When Jackie Turl. When they got the ball, right? 
They drove it 100 yards down the field. That brought the crowd to his feet. Do you think 80,000 people in Crow Park when that happens? Or when Rock came out that day against Limerick? Lifted more than a, a score, show. like. Yeah, and the whole crowd just gets into the game, you see, Johnny. And it's absolutely exciting. But add to that then, that long ball, where does it go? It goes down into a 50-50. Mm. So if that's, we'll say, um, you know, Gary Kirby versus Liam Donner, whether that's, we'll say, Jodine versus Brian Lone, it's a 50-50 ball. Say Jodine goes up and catches that over Brian Lone. Sure, the crowd are going wild again. Suddenly then, if he catches the ball, he's gone around his man. There's a goal chance. So the crowd are constantly, with each passage of play, are going wild. Towards now, if you if I give a tippy tappy pass out to we'll say Dearman Burns, right? That's not going to bring a cheer. That's not going to bring the crowd to his feet. He, you know, gives a tippy tappy pass down to Garrod Hegarty, who is in space. That's not going to bring a cheer. And then Garrod Hegarty goes into space, puts it over the bar. Yeah, he get the cheer for the for the score, but not the kind of the rousing, you know, um fierce, passionate uh crowd support. You know, yeah. I think that's that's yeah. that's what has changed probably over the years I just want to get back to the, to the weekend's hurling Cork against Clare Sunday 2 o'clock you were watching Clare for us uh, last week and I guess the week beforehand there's plenty of questions asked some tough questions asked of uh, the Cork defence this is a huge game Tommy like I mean the winner of this one is quite possibly going to get that third spot in the, the Munster Hurling Championship and the loser may well be going home but that Clare attack last week combined with the questions asked of that Cork defence how big a factor is that going to be in, in how you're looking at this one? Yeah, after being added, there was it was there was huge wide open spaces from we'll say the forty five in on both Tipperary and Clare were playing with two men inside, no sweepers or anything. I think if the game uh, plans out like like last week, it was too Cork down to the you know, the one thing Cork just have to start out with the moment on is Cork were going brilliantly. It's just they they shipped a couple of goals in the league final, then they had a bad beating by Limerick. But listen, Limerick are beating everybody. You know, Watford seemed to be the only one in the last while to be able to put up to them. They're fresh, they're hungry, Limerick. have to come back from a six-week break. So I wouldn't read too much into that Cork-Limerick game. The big thing for Cork is, it's just to get back, like, say, um, like, like I remember, say, 2012, when we played um, Dublin. Played them in, in the Leinster semi-final. And we were up for that. There was rumours that Dublin were going over Turners in, in Port Leash. And we were just psyched for the game. We blew Dublin out, out of water. We turned up, I think the Leinster final was two weeks later, and we were flat. We put so much into that match. Galway beat us and beat us convincingly in that Leinster final. And we kind of trudged our way through the season then until the semi-final. And sometimes you just... And we we had a, a weekend away in Carton House after we beat Limerick in the quarter-final. And remember Racker Cody was going round just... But you know he's the kit man, Nicky Kenny, a fabulous man, and he's like um, remember Italian ninety, uh, the physio Mick Mick um, Byrne, yeah, yeah, Mick Byrne. He's that kind of a guy, you know, going around great friends with everyone, but great crack, and had the respect of everyone as well. But he was going around Karen House that time. But the spirit is back. We're back, lads. We're back, and before we knew it, he was that kind of a character. We were all buzzing again, and that wasn't the only thing, but it was a major part. But I think for Cork, that's what they need going into Sunday. I know tactically people thought what do they have to change tactically defend a bit better as regards defend not as individuals but a group but I think the first thing they need to start out is just get back smiling get back enjoying themselves get their confidence back and don't take it so seriously getting a lot of criticism at the moment you know they're in for a while and by all accounts they're last 